Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But searching the shelves for that special overlooked movie will never end. The one that really sticks with you forever. Let's drown ourselves in a sea of streaming services and ask the question, what the fuck is that? Does this hold up? And just what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank Roll. I'm Scott Moran. And we're the last video store clerks. <laughs> It's <laughs> an exact replica of the last time you said that. That was good. There's certain things. I read this book and I just finished it last night. It's called Final Girls Support Group. Hmm. It's different slasher movies, but they're all in a support group together and someone starts picking them off. That's an amazing concept. Charlize Theron bought it and is trying to make an HBO series. I would and watch that. It's just rumors, but... She's supposedly talking to Jamie Lee Curtis about being the therapist. Well, and like, I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah. And it said like other scream queens. Dude. That would be an appropriate age because they're all middle aged in the book. Mm -hmm. Oh, how good would that be? Was, was Emma Roberts in Scream Queens? Yes. She did Scream Queens and AHS? Both Ryan Murphy, though. Yeah, uh, and I knew that she, wow, I just don't, I guess I haven't thought about it in a while. Did you see she's coming back to American Horror Story? Is that still on? Apparently, and do you know what? I saw Emma Roberts returning, and I think it's like season 12. Jesus, age But Christ. also, do you know who else is rumored to be in season 12? Kim Kardashian. And so that's when I was uh, like, well, I don't give a fuck. Lady Gaga has moved on to bigger and better things. So. She has, but interestingly enough, Hotel was like what made me get off of American Horror Story for a while. When those older actresses started breaking off, I don't know. Cult was the last one I really enjoyed. Cult was amazing. You voted for Jill fucking Stein? <laughs> <laughs> and nothing supernatural happens in that one. It's just people. It's so good. It's just people. <laughs> Man, I didn't I didn't really watch anything. Did you check anything out? Uh, we watched Unstable, Rob Lowe's show with his son on Netflix. It's kind of all over the place. I love Rob Lowe. It's not my favorite Rob Lowe character. He's like a crazed tech billionaire. Oh. Who's lost his wife and is grieving. Well, um, I would have to say I love Rob Lowe. But something about his name, I feel like I'm saying Rob Blow, which is just like a weird like Rob Blow. Like what is that? Like pure blow? Or is that like like crazy <laughs> like like what is what is raw blow? But and so you're out. You're not you're not a fan anymore. Because <laughs> all that I think of is raw blow. <laughs> no, I love raw. Blow. What is it in Arrested Development? Bob blah blahs la blah. <laughs> Don't stop. It's like <laughs> oh man, the crisscrossing in the brain. Uh, no, um, yeah, but Rob Lowe. His kid, his <laughs> son in that is dressed like a sniper from the '60s. You know, like he looks like. Little Charles Whitman outfit on that kid. <laughs> no. Not allowed to say that here. <laughs> Hashtag too soon. <laughs> but other than that, I, you know, still watching Fringe. Almost done, though. Almost there. Cresting the last hill. I sent you that Eric Andre thing, right? Then that was great. It was so funny. That was great. So funny. <laughs> I didn't know he had that in him. I watched a couple of things here and there. Uh, I think I fell asleep during them, so why talk about them? I'm sure I put something on to go to sleep, too, but I really didn't watch anything, you know, new. I was out this week. It's been busy. I mean, Yellow Jackets. I watched that. Uh, Get I'm, on it, dude. I know. I know. Elijah Wood, surprisingly good. I was a little apprehensive about him being in that show. I was like, ah, uh, we don't need more. <laughs> we really need more people? Uh, well, and oh, I always forget her name. You know who I'm talking about. Melanie Linsky? Yes. Yeah. Elijah Wood's good. All of his scenes are mostly with Christina Ricci, so. Mm. Solid pair up. And I kept being like, were they ever in a movie together? I don't think they were. It seems weird that they weren't. It's one of those things where they feel like the same part of history. Is she a little bit older than him? Yeah, for sure. That's what it is. They were, you know, if there was, well, I can't say that. You know, there were movies where it was like the Boise and the girls from that time. You know, Casper, Devin Sawa, and Christina Ricci. I never remember that Christina Ricci is in that until I start thinking about it. I the, the first thing I think is Devin Sawa and Bill Pullman for some reason. Wait, were they in something together? No, it was Bill Pullman is her father in Casper. Yes. Yeah. 
Sorry, you were saying Pullman. My brain was telling me Paxton. <laughs> That's a, sorry. He's Paxton just, on the brain he's at just all times. In there. Yeah, he is. You saw Alien in the theater, though, right? Yeah. Oh, was that your first time? Yes, dude, it's great, isn't it? So Austin Film Society, um, AFS Cinema. It's at the Link, uh, formerly the Lincoln Link? Village. Yeah, Lincoln Village is now the Link. Oh, I thought you were just being weird. No, like no, no. You're a breathing thing. They uh, they domained it. They're they're trying to. Good luck with that shit. It, it, yeah, I mean, the area has been the same forever, dude. Oh my goodness, the security guard was like on meth. <laughs> like I no doubt in my mind. Like not being rude, and I hate to be judgy, but Jesus, the security guard was like sucking cheeks. Um, but the alien showing you was it like in seventy millimeter and all that, or was it they just showed alien at they the theater? Sh- they showed it. It, I mean, it definitely looked like the HD. You know, like okay. it was like remastered. Yeah, yeah. It looked clean though. It looked good. I got to see a print of it at Alamo a long time ago. They did Ooh. an event where they showed alien and or maybe it was a Paramount. Either way, I got to see you've seen like an actual screen. film print of it. Yeah, and it was oh god, it was such a good experience for see, me. See, we did that with a Christmas story at. Uh, Paramount. I don't know that it was better in 70 millimeter than my nice restored director's, you know, special edition DVD. <laughs> well, Doesn't look great, but seeing it in a theater, that's an experience. Yeah, an and I mean, shout out to Austin Film Society, and I mean, they they partnered with um a local group that's like a nonprofit record company, so like the artists get paid, and they brought out this band Night Glitter, so we got to see a band play before the movie. Uh, they played three songs. It was chill. They were like, it's space music. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, you get lots of synth and... Doomy sounds. Yeah. And yeah. there was this instrument. I wish you were there. Um, Derek was like, what kind of instrument is it? It looked like a steel guitar, but sounded like a sitar. Hmm. And I swear it may have even had keys on it. But, you know, like it laid, you know... Yeah, it was like a lap steel kind yeah, of thing. But it had a sitar sound, not like a super twangy steel guitar sound maybe it's just the way the guy was playing it it was badass though man i don't know what that is off the top of my head we were like i mean i had a couple beers in me at that point you know getting fucking ready to see alien and then we got this cool like i don't know man just space music you know like the doctor who theme song was played on an organ that had like a car engine in it basically no way yeah damn back in the day some of those organs were crazy and so those sci-fi scores people went deep on that organ design yeah, <laughs> that's a level of nerdy that's beyond like Devo modding a guitar, you know? <laughs> you know, I've never really thought about it, and I can't tell you how many I've seen in person, but think about movies, you know, some of the locations they go to, and you see those organs that are like a whole wall. Oh, yeah, they have like... Holy shit, no, that's a good point. To get that thing to blow and do what it needs to do, I mean, you can't just press a key. Yeah. So there's a crazy mechanism behind it, but apparently some of them, they have combustion engines in them. I never knew that. It's like, now you know. <laughs> was that NBC? ABC? I feel like it was NBC. It might have been CBS. Or it could have been all of them. Who the fuck knows? I can't even remember now. I wish it was LeVar Burton. <laughs> Butterfly in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I love LeVar Burton. You know Malcolm Jamal Warner had a show? It was like Saturday, like way after cartoons. It was like three in the afternoon on CBS, I think. Late Saturday. It was kids' books turned into cartoons, and he just hosted the show. Hmm. And he'd show you the book, and then he'd come back at the end. Was he sack riding Reading Rainbow? Or the Twilight Zone, who knows? (laughs) I got my first band name from one of those. It was a book called Grinny. That was my first band. And uh, no one knew why I picked that name, but it was because it was uh, about, basically a robot shows up from outer space and says that, it's this kid's grandmother, and the parents like get brainwashed by it, but it doesn't work on the kids. And the dog's barking at it and stuff, and the dog goes missing. And that's a that was a kid's book. This was a kid's book, yeah. That that was the kind of shit I was into back, like you know, Aliens for Breakfast Day. It sounds like A twenty four needs to pick that up Bruce and put a spin Coville. on it. That's where the sci-fi bone came from in me. Grinny. I've looked it up. I've thought about buying it a couple times. You know, Grinny sounds metal. I'm going to buy Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. <laughs> Grinny, Grinny sounds But no one knew. And I was like, his children's sci-fi book I read when I was a little kid. I always thought it'd be a great band name. Yeah, I can like picture somebody like Grinny and then just like drop in, you know? Yeah, but she would like smile with this like robot smile. It was Granny, but Grinny. 
<laughs> but yeah, it spooked you. me when I was a kid. We're old. And it should have made the movie we watched today kind of unrelatable to me. Or made me feel old in some way. But I felt included. I like that they had a 40-year-old guy. Yes. Like a 40-year-old dude can still score like an early, you know, a younger chick from an app. And then they get along on top of that. She seemed to as genuine... And that's what I want to get, as genuine as she could get. The reviews were a fun read. I'll just say that at the top. Well, I'll talk. I'll get more into it a little later, but it's a fun read. All the things I forget to watch on the movies that we check out, and it's like a lot of times I forget to read reviews. Sometimes I just want to see, you know, it's easy to go into a research hole of mm-hmm. reading actual reviews from reviewers, mm-hmm. but like sometimes I want to see what the people say. Well, I feel and like for me to one, review it, if I read too many reviews before, it might skew my outlook on it even if i don't i don't do it beforehand god no okay no okay i i watched the movie earlier than you usually <laughs> so yeah. i have some time to think about it i'm stuck on the wednesday the night before that's my uh it's my good time that way it's fresh optimally i would like to do it like two days before the podcast i don't always get to do that but that would be the best for me so i have a whole day to think about it and then you know Think about what we're going to talk about, even though we never stick to that shit. I mean, it's kind of close sometimes. It's helpful. Yeah. It's worth a shot. We've tried to freeball it, and then I have a worse time later when I'm like sorting through our episode. I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. (laughs) Just wait till you hear that throat noise that just happened. (laughs) I'm going to put down the bubbly (laughs) drink. That shit was like weird. Um, Yeah. We getting into this? Would you like it? I definitely liked it. I uh, I couldn't remember before I started. I was like, wait, is this Bloomhouse or A24? Because I knew it was one of them. And when I saw the A24, I was like, yes. I'm just, you know. I've heard like, mixed things from people I know about this one. About this one? But I really like it. I really, really like this movie. I, yeah. I, I'd i probably watch it again at some point. Just like if it was on somewhere. You know, like I'm on vacation. It's like on some channel. You know, like it's. I'd watch it. Well, I saw it when it came out and... It was so fun rewatching it with new eyes. I got like a special like, oh. <laughs> but I think this movie was extremely well executed as far as directing and the way it was written and everything. It's different. And I did want to see one thing. I, do you know like what did they call this movie horror? What do they call this? It's weird. Like it doesn't say. I feel like the actual category for this movie should oh, be that it's a thriller. Comedy, right? horror, thriller. Well, and here's the other thing. Do you remember suspense i swear suspense used to be a category this movie was a whodunit suspense i mean thriller yes because i was trying to break it down and my mind went like it's not horror and then i was like it's a thriller it's a mystery suspense mystery suspense yeah you're right we had that section that's what i'm saying it used to be what happened to that as a category i don't know the categories on screaming are out of control yeah and i mean this comedy a little bit, a little bit. Horror, was it? That was the thing reading audience reviews was seeing what people thought was funny and why they thought it was funny. <laughs> and I mean, just because people get killed and there's blood, does that make it a horror? I don't think so. I mean, are people horrified? But horror is a genre. Being not terrorized. A yeah, I think it's a horror movie. This mm. is a horror film. See, I would go suspense thriller. So... With the Final Girls support group thing. There's yeah. that thing with Final Girls. That's the thing that freaks me out, is the situation we're left in at the end of the movie. Mm. The mental health of the person, whether they're ever going to get over that. And this movie had that, too. Where it was like, <laughs> look at this fucking mess. Mm. Before yeah. we get too further into it and say something I wrote, <laughs> let's, do the, <laughs> let's do the summary and what have you. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies starts with the working class B traveling with her new rich, recovering addict girlfriend Sophie to a hurricane party at Sophie's best friend David's house. David's parents had a pretty nice house in the woods, didn't they? Yeah. Good for hallways, right? You know, never know we're going to need a good hallway in a <laughs> in a suspense thriller. You always need one. <laughs> As the storm rolls in, the drinking and drugs start. Sophie suggests they play a game called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Sort of a mix of hide and seek and werewolf. After one round of the game, B finds David flailing around in the rain with his throat slit. The game turns real and the partiers turn on one another. It's a mix of Clue, Scream, 
and Harmony Corinne with a twist we just haven't seen before in the slasher genre. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers ahead. Talking about the twist is impossible to avoid, so if you haven't seen it, it's on Showtime now. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies was written as a spec script by Kristen Rupenian as a straight slasher movie taking place during a snowstorm. However, the script was completely rewritten by Sarah De La Pay. I think that's how you say her name. De La Pay. Th that sounds right. When director Helena Rain took the helm. Well, Helena Rain, dude, she sounds like she's leading the charge on like some sci-fi video game. Rain was uninterested in making a classic slasher movie, erring on the side of telling a story more focused on human nature and group social dynamics. The film premiered at South by Southwest in March of 2022 and was theatrically released in August 2022. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies stars, and please excuse my further mispronunciation of everyone's name, Amanda Steinberg as Sophie. Maria Bakalova as B, Myhala Herald as Jordan, Chase Sue Wonders as Emma, Rachel Sano as Alex, Lee Pace as Greg, Pete Davidson as David, and Connor O'Malley as Max. Connor O'Malley, love that guy. One of my favorite YouTubers. So fucking funny. Not for everyone. Don't eat while you watch his videos. <laughs> but that was a nice touch. Reviews were mixed in the exact way you would suspect. It's notable to point out that the lower audience reviews were a result of people just being disappointed it wasn't a slasher movie. Also, without the intention of trashing other movie reviewers, New York Times film critic Lena Wilson called the movie, in her review, a 95-minute advertisement for cleavage. Amanda Steinberg messaged Wilson saying, Your review was great. Maybe if you had gotten your eyes off my tits, you could have watched the movie. Nice. And I have to mention it just because I think it's fucking hilarious. Later facing public criticism, Wilson posted a TikTok recounting her career journey, citing coming from a family of writers and lucking into her first piece, ending up on the front page of the New York Times. But it was later pointed out that her father works high up at the New York Times. Oh. All of that... The only reason I bring it up at all is because this is the kind of person this movie was about. Yeah. It's funny you say that because, you know, I talked about the genre. The suspense thriller is where I'd like to go. What happened to suspense? It was a suspenseful film about, to me, like insecurities, social status, and, and power of the mind. And I don't, like, look down on any character in this movie. I think that most cases throughout this movie, everyone reacts exactly how anyone would fucking react to the situation. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's like a social experiment without it being an, a, a, like a designed experiment. It's a, one of those weird things that's so much coincidence mm -hmm. that that's how this movie goes down. You know, and also not being genuine. How many people really are, though? It's hard to be. You don't even know how many are. But, you know, I can t in the workplace, I can't be myself. You know what I mean? I can't be me in the workplace. So at work, of course, I try and be genuine with people. But not everyone I can show, you know, who I really am. And you shouldn't be genuine with everyone all the time. But it was interesting seeing a group of friends. Well, this whole societal expectation. You know what I mean? There's like these, we all feel this pressure, like there's these, like, you know, these norms. It's all this shit that we have to battle with in this movie. And, you know, when they're all a little affluent, you know what I mean? <laughs> You know, you throw in the fact that they got some money rolling around in this friend group. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's the. I felt that any kind of message that was sold in this movie, though, mm -hmm. was done in service of the story. These were the people you were with, and this is how they're reacting. Well, not to, you know, not to sound basic, but they showed their true colors early. Like, there was no hiding that they were fake as fuck. I liked this movie a lot more because it wasn't a slasher film. Like, people died, but it wasn't like. They're creeping around a corner. They turn around, and then it's like the gushy fucking... Yeah, this wasn't... What was it? The rental? Uh, okay. The like, Airbnb one? Yeah, the yeah. Fran Little Franco's movie? Yeah, yeah, was yeah. It the Baby Franco? Yeah, there was a lot of that. This was a Weekend Away movie mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And uh, the reason I think that this was very echo of Harmony Corinne mm -hmm. was let's talk about that opening shot. Did that give you a flashback? That was the same opening shot as kids. What? Yeah? It's Telly and some girl like just licking each other's tongues. That's right. In but the opening in scene. And it was I got a fucking flashback when I watched this movie. <laughs> the opening scene, I was like, this is the opening scene of kids. Sorry, no it threw music. Me off. Kids was indoors, this kiss was outdoors. Sorry. Yes, it absolutely was. Sorry. It's but the just mind. that first shot. Yeah. Making out. It brought me back to kids so fast by just doing that it put me in that headspace a little bit <laughs> the old headspace because if you watch kids as an adult it's disgusting 
And kids made me very afraid of getting AIDS. This dick. Which is probably a good thing. Thanks, uh, Harmony Corinne. I was afraid of getting AIDS. Damn, like that. But I mean, nobody wanted to be a Casper either, though. Know what I'm saying? Oh, no. Nobody wanted to be a Casper. Hey, nobody... No, there were no heroes in that movie other than the girls. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have no legs. Okay, we'll quit. I'll quit with the... But I've got a thing for that kind of movie. And it started with kids. Oh, I, lo- gotcha. I love Spring Breakers. Have you seen Spring Breakers? See, that's the thing. You, you don't you remember, sh- You do shared you? something with me, and then like I saw something for it, and I was like, I don't think I ever saw Spring Breakers. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't think I saw it. We may have to watch that one day. It's a special kind of movie. But it's a Harmony Corinne movie. I had a, I don't know if I had it or my first roommate had it, but there was a book called Crack Up at the Race Riots. Yes. That Harmony Corinne wrote. And it was the weirdest thing. It was like suicide letters and stuff. But they were all kind of funny. <laughs> um, Damn. Or it'd just be little things like it was like I had a brother and he was cross-eyed, but he was also dyslexic, so he wrote everything right. It was just little things like that. It was one of those books. I can appreciate life balance. If you ever get a chance, watch him on Letterman. Eventually he was banned because I think he stole something out of like Glenn Close's purse or Meryl Streep's purse or something like that. Like whoever else the guest was. Yeah, yeah. And he was clearly on something. (laughs) But uh, Letterman liked him. Had him on a bunch of times. Really? Thought he was a weird little dude and liked talking to him. Who else was on drugs? Was it Crispin Glover? Oh, man. Crispin Glover. Yeah. Wasn't he like, wasn't it fucking up? Yeah. And years later, he went back on Letterman and Letterman asked him about him being on drugs before. And Crispin was like, I've never been here before. (laughs) (laughs) He just denied ever being there. It's so weird. Yes. (laughs) I did not know. Which is a solid way to go. I'm going to have to look that up. No, that sounds badass. It's some good shit. Cool, cool. That's qual. That's quality. Uh, this was also quality. Bodies, bodies, bodies. It was. Sorry, I was way off track with the no, Harmony Corinne conversation. Fine. It's. Uh, I feel like it's relevant though. Harmony yeah. Corinne. You know what really got me? I thought I knew about it, but I was like, it's Rue. Yeah. Hunger Games. Uh, the Hate You Give. And did you watch The Darkest Minds? No. I knew you were gonna know more things about some of these people than mm-hmm. I did. You're a little bit more in that universe, and you'll be way in it later <laughs> be talking about a movie and you'll be like yeah she used to be on a disney channel show well you know i mean it, it sucks that somebody was just staring at her cleavage the whole she did great she did great you know she's done good in everything that she's done i thought that seeing her and pete davidson was the most authentic relationship outside of her and b mm-hmm in the whole movie. Like, their interaction in that office. It was really good, because I was worried. I was like, he's going to fuck with her? Because I was like, okay, what did Sophie do? You know what I mean? I was like, what did she do to kind of be exiled from the group and then just show up? And so I thought there was almost going to be, like, an ass-chewing or, like, a fuck you. Or, like, look, don't do this shit or I'm going to fucking tell her what you did. You can kind of tell when she shows up and mm-hmm. they're like, why is she here? That Pete Davidson's like, why are you giving me shit for this? He wasn't put out by it. Well, here's the thing. Somebody had to invite her, too, you know? His character, David, I've met people like that in real life. You know what I mean? Oh, so many people. I've been close friends with people like exactly. that. And he did it so well, because like that scene, I was worried it was going to be awkward, or there was going to be friction, but they just understood each other, and you could tell that they had been friends, you know? and like It really felt like they were friends. They both portrayed it very well. The other girls, too, I like how full-fledged everyone's character became by the end of the movie. Fucking Alice. Alice was my favorite. <laughs> God, she was my favorite. Because she was the comic relief, uh-huh. for sure, with her glow sticks and everything I on. Told anyone, I have body dysmorphia. And it's like, shut the fuck up, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the fuck she says. You know, it's like, damn, Alice. Or when they're having a conversation later where it's like an argument and Alice has every right to be mad, but she's still trying to be PC. <laughs> like, but I'm a, I'm, I'm a friend to... <sighs> like she was like fucking oh, yeah, panicking Sophie's like yeah it's okay for everybody else to do blow but when the black girl in the group does it like oh it's time for rehab and she was like what what oh man. yeah she was like saying like i'm a friend of the community of <laughs> like she yeah, she like, doesn't finish the statement i'm an ally that's what it was yes i'm exactly. an ally <laughs> it's like fuck alice let off the gas there were lots of little ringings of sissy in this movie too oh, yeah. i kept thinking about sissy while we, i was watching this movie Gen Z is, uh, they're a mystery, but I don't think they're unrelatable at all. I think that's where a lot of bad reviews and complaints about movies with this generation come from. Mm -hmm. Is you read a lot of them and it's just people who are like these dumbass kids. But that's been happening since the beginning of fucking time. 
every generation thinks the next one sucks. People are still complaining about millennials, and we're almost 40 fucking years old, yeah. and we were just barely. We, just, we didn't have smartphones and social media. I mean, it's not like you see people posting videos of, like, you know, the thumping on the forearms till you bruise or, like, you know, shit like back no, in the day. That's how we so. had fun, man. Yeah, I mean, it's like swallowing the fucking Tide Pods of yesteryear yeah we were dumb as fuck bad hair stupid pants dude i mean soaking my fucking hair in hydrogen peroxide who knows what fucking happened to my head <laughs> just buying the most platinum blonde hair dye you could and just going for it and when you make a movie about upper class people like this mm -hmm. you're gonna get a real extreme of that and it's fine but i still found everyone relatable from being that age and like you knew that person at one time and the reactions were not unrealistic throughout the movie Lee Pace really grounded this movie for me, though. His reaction when the killing starts, when they think that he's the murderer. When he's confronted in the gym. God, in that sleep mask. Look crazy. The light therapy mask. Yeah. That was another thing that I was like, fucking sissy. <laughs> That's right. Elon mask. Yeah. I felt so bad for Greg. But it did look really scary when he was down there. But Greg was a nice man. And I knew it. I, they didn't trick me on that one. This go bag? Yes. And they go through it, and he has it circled on the map. And granted, at that moment, I was like, well, that is kind of weird. But See, I'm I also a little younger. I didn't think it was weird. I didn't think the go bag was weird. I was like, this is the older guy. You know that you... He had maps when he was a kid. That was what he knew, maps. You have, you have a map. Your There's... phone may not work. You got to have a map. He was the only adult. Like, everything they suspected <laughs> yeah. of him was because he was an adult. He was prepared for a camping trip in the woods. Yeah, he had a go bag. He knew that, like, there was a fucking hurricane. And where were they? Even though David was being a dick, I, you know, I'm thinking possibly like a North Carolina situation. It was filmed in upstate New York. Mm. But that would make sense, too, if it was like the Hamptons or something like that. Yeah, Hamptons or... I was feeling like a North Carolina for some reason. But anything will work. Yeah, it, it never really said. It could have been Florida. It got really hot when the power went out. Mm-hmm. Who knows? The storm was really strong. So, I mean, that was like legit hurricane hitting a, like a near coastal wooded area. I just think about when the hurricane hit New York City and the people that I knew who were living there at the time mm -hmm. and how them being like, I'm not going anywhere. And I was like, wow, fucking people act like the less hurricanes happen to them. Yeah. The less they're like, look, man, with these extreme weather events that we've been having, I, ch I check. <laughs> when a tornado comes in four miles of your house. You start to pay a little more attention. Yeah, and I've gotten a little lax on my go bag situation. I mean, I keep that, I keep that tomahawk handy. That fucking. I mean, I have the the military shovel in my car. Yeah, no, man, it's I... a weapon. It's a burial device. Right. <laughs> you could probably cook on her. God, if you had to fucking dig a grave with a military shovel, if you do that, you deserve to get away with it. Is it the one where like you loosen it's like it, this long. unfold it, screw it back? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Standard army shovel. Little mini. Yeah. Yeah. Backpack shovel. I think I have one or two in the garage somewhere. Yeah, but I used to have like MREs and all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. But not anymore. Plus, they're very expensive. Yeah, well, and then there's been that whole thing, and then it's... I won't get into it. It's a whole thing. you got to check the food now, by the way, because you've got all the bulk sellers that like are price gouging you. They're selling shit that's actually like kind of past its date. Like, it really wouldn't be bad. I saw a whole thing. You have to check the letters. Anyway, boring. I also like that Greg started to refer to it as them playing werewolf, and I thought that was also supposed <laughs> to be like a difference in age thing, Uh huh. where it was like they called it bodies, bodies, bodies. He would have called it werewolf. werewolf. Yeah. I didn't play either game. His reaction, though, to all of that was completely fucking reasonable. It was. You know, he was the elder. He knew that they were fucked up, so you have to expect, like, hey, they're not really in control of their actions right now either. You think about that, too, like waking up in a, in a gym in a strange house in a hurricane, and all of the girls you're with are like, the other guy here's dead, and we're all like 20-something and high as fuck and drunk, and we all have weapons, and we're standing around you when you wake up. <laughs> he didn't even react that poorly when he woke up. He was on his feet before he really realized what was going on. Yeah, you know, because he really was, you know, no idea, and that's what made it even more. Uh, it got cringy there because I was like, "Oh no, Greg's gonna get it." Greg got it too. Greg Poor got Greg. it. I knew that Greg was gonna get it, but it hurt. Greg and Alice—they were just my favorites, and I was bummed to see Lee Pace go down. He's really good in it. Well, the other game, the slap game. What did that have to do with the rules of the game? I couldn't figure out how to connect the two things. Was that a, it, I mean, it was like was a different it just game, right? A thing they did on the break, like between rounds, we. 
play this tequila slap game. For a second, I was like, is this going to turn into like a sensual thing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Someone's going to like it. Somebody's going to like Jordan. it. So, yeah. <laughs> Jordan. Most cuckoo of the group right there. Super insecure. Quiet. Super insecure uh, character. No, no, no. And Emma stressed me out, too. I was like, oh, Emma's fragile, but trying to keep it together. Like David said, maybe the most gullible one of the group. I thought it was Emma for a long time before I knew what was actually going on. Well, she gave me the vibe of, uh, like, uh, the chick from Bully. Who was that girl who was in Bully? Didn't she marry Macaulay Culkin or something for a while? But, you know, like, the one who hooked up with uh, Brad Renfro. For some reason, that dress and her hair and her... They're different people. But I got that... Well, clearly, yeah. age-wise, yes. Also. But I got, like, that feel from her, and I was like, oh, she's... Like, I kind of what you're saying. I felt like there's going to be some extra sketch in there, but... Yeah, I still, like, through the whole thing, I was not sure it wasn't just our main character. And I know that Amanda Stenberg was lead Bill, but B was our hero of the story. Yes. Well, you know her name? And... <laughs> I heard that song kind of from the Maria Bokalova. <laughs> like that's how I wanted to say her name, and I thought that was so badass. I really like everything she's done so far. I I had to look through her stuff because for a split second I was like, oh, that's chick from American Horror Story. Um, she's know, really her. really funny in the bubble. <laughs> was she in American Horror Story? No, I thought it was girl from American Horror Story at a glance at first, and Olympia's like, that's not her, and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, you're right, it's not. It's oh not. no no Borat, I, yeah, not the nun. It, she's not, not the, the nun. nun. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. But in the bubble, she was hilarious with Pedro Pascal. Their scenes were fucking hilarious. I want to go back and watch the bubble again. I feel like I missed a lot. <laughs> Shut <laughs> my fucking hand off. It was surprisingly great. Maybe the funniest of the pandemic movies. movies. This was a pandemic movie, too. Was it? I mean, this got greenlit at the end of 2019, mm. so it had to be. And it's a perfect capsule for that. Well, part of me, just the news that I would catch, I was like, who was Pete Davidson dating when this movie was being filmed? <laughs> he made the rounds, man. All age groups, too. He yeah, was all over the place. I feel bad for him, man. Like, it's so weird to have your dating life scrutinized like that. It is. And he seems like such not the kind of dude that you would want to do that to. I know. Well, there was the Ariana Grande, Kate Beckinsdale, Kim <laughs> Kardashian. just continuing to do it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he put it out there. I, mean, I feel like he's just got a big old dick. Probably. Yeah. That's the story. <laughs> that's the story? <laughs> Is it really? No. But that's what I think that's what everybody figures. Well, and he's he's probably a chill-ass dude. Yeah, he's just a nice guy. That's what I'm saying. I'm sorry the paparazzi fucks with him, but that's why I know. Because they fuck with him. He carries himself like he doesn't give a shit, so. Uh, yeah, he seems chill as fuck. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not knocking. I'm not on the let's knock. He seems like fun to hang out with. Yeah. I mean, John Mulaney and Seth Meyers and all those guys, they love that dude. Well, yeah, I mean, and not like it's a... I I wasn't a big Fallon guy, SNL. I can't stand Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Say, he'll do things, and then his pause for laughing, if you listen real closely, he mm. goes... I'm in like he keeps making noises <laughs> while everyone's laughing. Like he's so uncomfortable. I, and once I noticed, I couldn't unnotice it. Yeah. And I was like, I can't ever watch you do your monologue ever again yeah well my brain is stuck in that early to mid 90s snl cast and i'm even cool with like the those were my years for snl cast tina fey years yeah, yeah. well she was at the towards the end of that late 90s early 2000s i'm talking more like the well they did weekend update together jimmy yeah. fallon and tina fey that's what that, that's the yes, yeah. yes but i mean i'm saying i like like the older yes sandler same. farley spade of course you know yeah that was like the beginning of being aware of it for us mm-hmm Oh, but I mean, at the same time, the Steve Martin, you know, or not, you know. Steve Martin was never on SNL. Exactly. You know, you told me that before. <laughs> but how many times was the man on it? 16 times. The Gilda Radner days. Let's say the Gilda Radner days. She was my favorite. That's what I'm saying. Rosanna, Rosanna, Dana. I had a crush on her when I was a kid. But I mean, yeah, that was still on TV when I was young. Not but... Rosanna, Rosanna, Dana. Just Gilda Radner in general. <laughs> I, you... I thought it was cool she was married to Willy Wonka, you know. I never had a crush on her. I was a weird kid, man. <laughs> Super weird. So do you think... My crushes were bizarre. They ranged from Fox Maid Marion to Gilda Radner, so... <laughs> Would you have had a Janis Joplin crush? No. Okay. Well, I mean, that was a little intense, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's one that I look back on as an adult, and I'm like, respect, little Scott. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot what started all of that, to be honest with you. I mean... 
Was it the tequila slaps? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was. It fucking was. But um, hey, how about some of the shit they screamed at each other? Like, um, don't you watch SUV? It's evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Did they say SUV? No, SVU. Sorry. <laughs> I got into the moment right there. SVU. I appreciated one of them said, I look like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so there was, you know, I'm talking about like the shallowness of the individuals in this. I feel like because of their social status, it it was a bit more petty. You know what I mean? Like it was just like, ugh. like you want to look on down on it even more once you saw what was happening, how like nobody, nobody was real. You know, and you know, you see, you see B jump in to save Sophie, but like how many times does Sophie not react? But when it comes to Alice, you know, when they're like, how long have you been dating Grace? She's like a long time. It turns two, out yeah, two, two weeks. weeks. But later when they're like therapy. He's she- a Libra moon. That says a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but so later when they're talking about therapy, she's like long time. And it's like, oh, so like you weren't in therapy at all because we've seen what a long time means to you. I just thought that there was also I, when you're 20, what does a long time mean to you? Yeah, it's the fact that they doubled down on Alice and what a long time means to her. But I feel like that was like C C. Yeah, but man, she said all that stuff about her podcast. It the takes podcast a lot of work <laughs> and I really felt for fucking Alice. I loved Alice cuz I was like, god, yeah, preach, girl. And what did Jordan get accused of fake listening to her podcast or something? Or- hate listening. Hate listening. It. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Hate listening to her podcast. That was it. Um <laughs> it's like hate listening to podcast. I'm sure someone's doing it to us right now. I hate listening like one of us these they guys fucking like- hate us and they're just listening they're like stupid motherfuckers. Oh yeah, like you know when when you know somebody texts you about like, "Oh god, you know you were driving me fucking crazy with TMNT." Yeah, he thinks he's so cool. You don't know Ninja Turtles. Yeah, but I get it, Alice. It's hard. It's a lot of fucking work. <laughs> oh, check her texts. Like the last words. Pop, 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 pop. Is there anything more Gen Z as a final? Your last words or check, or her, check her, her texts. But so great. I still want to know, though. Did Sophie fuck Jordan before? She did. No question. No question. Because the- they had the phone fight. Well, in the bra and the panties. Ah. You know, in the room when they were in Jordan's room, oh. B found yellow yellow bra and was looking at it. And Jordan was like, Ugh, you know, like threw that down. Damn, good eye, man. And then when she, twice and I didn't notice that. Yeah. And then she runs back to the car for shelter. It's when she went in for shelter. She finds the panties under the seat. Those panties match the bra that were in the chair. God damn, that's solid filmmaking. Holy shit. No, nah, man. Layers. Dude, the thing with her saying long time Alice, very similar to that bra and panties. There were things were in the right place in this movie for the emphasis. I love the things that got pointed out too. When she's holding that knife and she's moving her hands around and she's She's like, like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you're holding a knife and you're moving your hands around like this. Just just plainly stating like what's happening, but that shit was fucking hilarious. That's what brought all these people back to relatable real people mm-hmm. to me. Was they were still reacting in a way that like I just I can't I know that there was a message of wealth in that, mm-hmm. but it didn't seem shoved down my throat as much as it seemed more fun to watch these characters because of that. Not that I liked all of them. I liked Alice a lot. I really wanted to like Sophie. B, I understood her situation. When she starts to be suspected and everybody does confessional time, when it all comes out that she's hate listening to her podcast and all that stuff. B, really, when she owns up to it. How about that dog door, by the way? This is way off subject. That was a legit dog door. That was a tunnel for a dog. That's a dog tunnel. I'm like, who gets to clean the tunnel? Is that like a housekeeper thing, I'm sure? Oh, I don't know, because mine just goes through a wall, and you have to clean the shit out of it. Yeah, so there was a dog door, and then there was a tunnel that led to a dog door into what? Like a like a kitchen Like or a mud a room? Mud room, yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, a mud room. Fancy. <laughs> You've got a mud room? I'd like a mud room one day. Do you have a foyer? I'd love a mud room. <laughs> you have a child. Everybody with a kid wants a mud room. People who don't have kids, they don't need mud rooms. I, I would use it as a changing space for when I'm through with yard work, Scott. I would enjoy the mudroom for myself, actually. I don't I, need a whole room for that once-a-year event. We all have dreams. We all have dreams. <laughs> um, No, there was so much in this. I feel, I feel like a second watch would be good, you know, a little further out, so I forget some stuff, but I'm ready to... You know, I did just notice that I wrote just panty sniffer down. 
when oh. she gets in the car and sniffs the panties, when she gets banished out into the storm. Man, when she gets banished out in the storm, I felt that like that sucks. This sucks, dude. It's like being at the sleepover and you can't sleep in the same room as everybody else, and they told you not to. Would you have just stayed in the car at that point? In B's situation? Yeah. So here's the thing. People are dying. They never seem to be in the mindset there could be a killer on the loose. They were more in the mindset that it was one of them. I also had the back of my mind. I was like, there's this Max guy who's not here. And then they showed that scene where Jordan had the gun and she saw her through the window. When she's first getting it out of the kitchen or wherever that was. Yeah. And you couldn't really tell it was Jordan. I could. Oh, you could? She had the headlamp. There was only one uh, person right. That was another thing to point out about this movie was most of the movie was lit by the actors who were in it. The like the phone screens and the Yeah, headlamp. I read that each of them their light source was a reflection of their personality. So Jordan's was like on her head and real confrontational. And uh Alice's was the glow stick necklaces and stuff like that because she wants to be the center of attention. Yeah. And then Emma had no light source. Dude, that's deep. Pretty cool. And then, I mean, if you want to give a light source to uh, to Lee Pace's character, he has that mask. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Still feel bad for old Greg. Oh, man. I feel so bad for Greg. Greg was just happy-go-lucky, hooked up with a younger chick. They were really, apparently they bonded in their long-term relationship. <laughs> but something cool about that, too, was uh, with a group of kids this young and then throwing someone about my age into the mm-hmm. mix was a nice way into the movie for me because I related to Greg the whole time. Also, I've been Greg. I've been in that situation. Yeah. I where mean, you're it... just like at a place with nothing but like a girl you're dating and her friends who are also in their like early 20s and you sort of remember and you feel weird, but you're trying to deal with it. And then one of the guys is being hostile to you. I've been in that fucking situation. And I really felt for fucking Greg. Mm-hmm. Greg was just trying to have a good time. And even he even took the punch from David. Yeah, he did it well too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like such that, an adult thing. I'm just gonna I'm going to bed. I'm not gonna let you get away with it with my eyes. Then the shoulder squeeze. Oh, the shoulder squeeze. That's a that's an old man flex right there. Yeah, like got the old man strength. I could fuck you up. Just bud. so you know. Yeah. Yeah. And any guys out there, don't fight old men. You will fucking lose. Old man strength. Don't fight your dad. Don't fight your <laughs> uncle. They will fucking kill you, man. I think that also goes for gingers. Be careful around the gingers. They, they've got this extra ability as well. You ever fought a ginger, dude? I fought two of them, man. It's like fucking. I, I mean, according to strong. Kelly, I'm a secret ginger. So. Uh, okay. No, I've uh, very Irish. I've fought two full-on gingers. One of them was like a pretty solid dude. One of them looked very soft. Fuck no, man. That dude was packing a punch. Yeah, man. Watch out, gingers are the sleepers. They'll the, get your ass. There were no gingers in this movie, though. No gingers were harmed in the making of this film. (laughs) (laughs) And they didn't get representation. None. Gingers for cinema. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, there was there was so much mistrust in this fucking movie. The back and forth on like the the backing of the friendships was just awful. Like there was no solidarity here. There were moments I trusted people, but like there were so few and far between for the most part. I did not think Alice had anything to do with what was going on. No, Alice is like never a suspect. Alice felt innocent to me the entire movie. Greg, I was still suspicious of him because they made his totally normal reactions to the situation he was in feel like they were suspicious. Well, and then B. Davidson was dead. And when he reacted the way he did when they went into the gym, I was immediately like, this dude did not do this. I know, I know. It's like more than just, oh, he's playing it off. Like, this guy was just fucking trying to stay away from the kids and chill at this cool house in the woods. Oh, epic performance in that scene. I can't get over it. So I had to look it up because, like I said, I'm concerned about getting older now. And uh, he was born in 79. So he's, what, five, five years, years older than us? Yeah. Not bad. He's a no. handsome man. Not at all. I love Lee Pace. He's, he's a handsome great man. great in almost everything I've seen him in. That movie, The Fall, was bonkers. The Fall. Not the greatest. Is it the guy who did The Cell? I didn't see The Cell. It was his follow-up to The Cell. I don't think he ever made another movie after that, because I think people were like, yeah, let's not give you didn't money. did somebody make The Cell too? Oh, probably. That guy liked David Lynch a bit too much. Oh, you know, visually, The Cell does not hold up. I guarantee you it wouldn't. Well, and the, the thing like, what... Crimson Peak's going to look real fucking bad one day. <sighs> It's like, a, and that's all it has going for it is it's beautiful. <laughs> it's like Jaws 3D, dude. That's hard to. That's a toughie. Yeah, 
but not Friday the 13th Part 3 in 3D. Really? Yeah, I went and saw that in the theater. It was great. Okay, cool, cool. Worth doing. Good to know. Got a grip on this fucking Pretty good sex scene in that one, too. Really? Yeah, in the tent. And then they get killed. Look, man, those movies, so much nudity. I can't peg what what was what. That was why I started renting them in the first place. <laughs> this movie had no nudity, and apparently a girl not unlike the characters in this movie was so offended by it, she just thought it was a titty festival. Yeah, well, um, what else was it? I mean, there was a there was a review like that for uh, Assassination Nation, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And it was like, no. But, yeah, no, maybe no, no. a little bit with that one, more, more so than this one. Yeah. They I mean, were just dressed like kids there's movies where that shit's like flagrant you know it's like you can tell what they're doing this wasn't that type nobody of thing. was over sexualized in this movie no 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 even starting out with a finger bang or a near finger bang over the clothes man yeah it was over the clothes. and it made her have to pee real shit <laughs> there's some real moments in yeah that. that's some real shit right there like hold on i have to go pee at the end when they fight over that phone and they find his TikTok, though. Like, wait, that's not my phone. God, I was like jumping up and down with how excited I was that it wasn't a person the whole time. But great angle. Great angle. And it was right there in front of me. And I didn't consider that the whole I time. I never considered that this was going to be the end of this movie. Look, and I'm not trying to take away from the movie, but I just a lot of the things that throughout the film didn't fool me. Like whenever it was supposed to be like, oh, oh, like none of that got me. The end fucking got me. None of what you thought. Is and of true. all the things I normally pick up on, it was right there. Dude, because Greg at the very beginning does it. He's mad at Greg. Yeah, he's so that... it starts the whole conflict between yeah, them in he... the first place. That's his personality is to like one up the guy. So why not like, oh, I'll fucking I'll post this. Let me go do it by myself because I'm all pissed off and fucking coked out and I don't want to talk to people. I read that Lee Pace practiced that at home over and over and over again in preparation for the part with his sword from The Hobbit. No way. Yeah. Uh, Use the tools that you have available, right? (laughs) Kind of metal. Uh, But no, it was great. And then Max, and that part didn't surprise me either, but honestly, I didn't think Max would be the killer anyway. I just knew that he would make an appearance and be like, what the fuck? That guy's YouTube videos (laughs) are so good. Well, and he was just, the name was mentioned who knows how many times in the movie, but you only see him for what? 45 seconds? He's one line. One line. And at first I was like, why does he have a butterfly on his head? And uh, I think that was another thing to give you just a weird little moment of like, what happened to him? Mm -hmm. Because he had a cut and a butterfly. But that was obviously why he didn't show up. But something happened or he got in an accident or something. Or maybe fucking David hit him after he said that he was in love with Emma. And they just didn't talk about that part. Or maybe nobody knew that that happened. Wait, did that happen? Or is that just something you... No, they talked about, hey, it got all weird with fucking Max because he confessed his love for Emma. Ah, man, you caught a lot of things that I didn't catch watching twice. Because I'm always trying to over-dissect it. It's a, I wish I didn't. Yeah, you overthink the story a lot. I and do. Then... But that's when... And not to take away from it, I, I saw a lot of what was coming, but that end. Oof. Perfect. And then just the... It's sinking in. With the, and what does she say? I've got service. I've got I've got reception. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, fuck yeah. Now they're in shock. Like, if they weren't in shock before, which they were, like, here's the second round of shock. I really like that it starts with just them. Going to the dinner party, if you will. Man, and I was hoping they made it like it was going to be a love. But it's kind of cool that it wasn't like your classical, the lovers survived and it's okay. No. Sophie's a fucking liar. Again, six-week relationship. B is a down chick, though. She drilled and she the defended dude. the shit out of her twice. No, she twice. didn't need to, but he was holding a knife. I would have gotten to that point if I was him too. Yeah, I probably would have checked my doors and corners. Check those corners a bit better. But not only that, I mean, she stopped uh, Jordan too. That was twice she tried to save Sophie. Sophie, and I think they did it on purpose. But Sophie at the top of the stairs when it was happening in the gym, no reaction. Like, oh, let's get him as a group. It's just like ah. Uh. But then while she's, it's like she was even in like this lunge position but didn't act to help me. What do you think about the Emma falling down the stairs thing? Because you only get Sophie's word for that. That's what's cool about that one is I just don't know. Just don't know if Sophie did it or if Emma really was just fucked up. But also, did Sophie give her those pills knowing that she would fuck up and maybe go too far? Who knows? Sophie wasn't... So if she didn't directly kill her by pushing her, maybe giving her those... Because it was pills, not powder in the bag, right? I don't know. I thought it was Coke. See, I thought it was going to be Coke, but I swore when I saw it, it looked like pills. And I wondered who hid that Coke. And then I was like, wait, it was rich people. Maybe rich people who are drug addicts, squirrel, 
drugs away. Well, yeah, because it was Because, like, a person who's at a normal American income does not squirrel drugs away in ping pong balls. But she was clearly looking through his stash spots. Like, that's, and that's another thing that shows how close they used to be. She knew where all David's stash spots were. But, yeah, that bag was in, like, a fucking confetti egg of sorts. I thought it was a thing of ping pong balls. And one of them was an eyeball. Is that what it was? Yeah, and that was okay. the one that had it, and it was a bunch of yellow ping pong balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, what the fuck is that? Like, there's like the false ball, false ball, false ball. Roblo, Roblo, Bob, Loblaws, Loblog, the rural juror, the rural juror. But I love this movie. All these people were relatively early out as far as like the people who made this movie hadn't made a whole ton of stuff. And the director had never made an American movie before, or an English movie before. So, well fucking done. Yeah. Holy shit. The ending got me. I was like, damn, that was witty. More of that. And you know how I am. I love a female cast and a fucked up movie. It's entertaining. Assassination Nation. Heathers, you put it in me from the very beginning. <laughs> Heathers, you did it for me. <sighs> Man. Corn nuts. <laughs> so next week we're going to watch cocaine bear it's the cocaine bear gary russell and the cocaine bear cocaine bear man you've been excited since this movie was announced we were gonna do a like a field trip for that yeah it came and went real fast in the really theater. fast though because yeah then it was for rent on amazon like that and it was like fuck you really have to go and see a movie like right away if you want to see it that's what i have to keep telling myself if you want to see it in theaters right now Go within two weeks. You don't know if it's going to be gone in two weeks. Yeah, unless it's mind blowing. It's you're you have a month to really get in there. Yeah, I mean, it used know, to be that like six months would pass. Unless and be like, it's holy Avatar shit, 2. that's still in the theater. Yeah, unless it's Avatar two, which I'm going to rent and uh, <laughs> watch just so my shit talking is. Well, wait, for do not. you still have Disney Plus? I do. It's on Disney Plus, I believe. Okay, so it's kind of like Fern Gully again. <laughs> <laughs> But in the water. In the water. The Navi have bigger, like, tails in the water. They're more muscular because they're swimmers. <laughs> you know there's somebody out there, like, jerking off to a Navi hentai? With, like, James Cameron's face, like, taped over the picture? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James Cameron. Oh, oh, the abyss. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for the Last Video Store Clerks podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at Last Clerks, Instagram at The Last Video Store Clerks, and you can find Scott at dispatchesfromthepit.com.